Episode 63, The Rant. Desmond Fraser, up-and-coming NYC basketball official in a school, playground, and adult league near you. Desi is ubiquitous. When I'm leaving a game, he's coming to one. When I'm coming to a game, he's leaving another. Very rarely do we work together, but when we do, it's special. In this pod, we discuss his career at now legendary defunct Rice High School, his Division I college basketball career, and his fast trajectory in officiating basketball today. All that and more, my conversation with Desmond, now. The Rant has been brought to you by Roar Organic. Everything your body needs, nothing it doesn't. There's a reason they say variety is the spice of life. And with their new organic line comes the following exciting flavors. Georgia peach, blueberry acai, cucumber watermelon, mango clementine, pineapple mint, strawberry coconut. Ah! Roar Organic uses a proprietary electrolyte blend created with organic coconut water, organic cane sugar, and sea salt. It's non-GMO, vegan-friendly, gluten-free, no artificial colors or flavors, no preservatives, and no artificial sweeteners. Just 2 grams of sugar and only 10 calories per serving. Visit Roar.land and use the code REFEREERANT, one word, in the checkout and receive 10% off your next purchase. That's Roar.land, code REFEREERANT. The Rant has been brought to you by the revolutionary product for referees and all professionals alike, Neat Tucks. What the tuck? Traditional shirt stays have been tried and true, but never accounted for those professionals that have shorts as uniforms. What do you do when you officiate soccer or lacrosse or even basketball in the summer? Don't forget about baseball umpires, too. Enter Neat Tucks, which come in style and active versions. Don't get it twisted. You can even wear them at your 9 to 5, too. Listeners of The Rant can visit neattux.com and enter the coupon code REFEREERANT, one word, and receive 20% off your initial order. That's REFEREERANT, one word. Happy tucking! Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a special guest, Desmond Frazier. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? How you feeling, man? So, I think I met this young man, I want to say three years ago at Island Garden. It was like your first day. and. You remember that now? I remember, I remember. I remember you pulled up. It was kind of a hot day, and you was wearing tights. I was like, yo, this young man is wild. And I was like, yeah, I saw his tattoos. He must have just learned about the refing game. Because I don't even know if he would have got all them tats had had he got into it earlier. Definitely not arm left down. (laughs) But um, he's an elite PSAL official, Board 119 certified. Absolutely. um, And he also runs things in the Catholic League. So welcome to the show, bro. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So... Just really quickly, what sports did you play growing up? What was your relationship with it? Uh, would you um, play in middle school, high school, college? I played all the way through, um, through high school. I went to um, Rice High School. And I actually went to Mount Carmel. A lot of people don't know what that is. It was the number one ranked junior high school in the, I guess you could say, the world. But how did you get into basketball growing up? Um, damn. Well, I used to, I grew up in around uh, north side of Queens. Uh, PS15 was my like the school that we all hung out at. And uh, my boy, uh, you interviewed my boy, Sky, and it's weird that the connections that everything that people make with the, the whole basketball world. Because right. the guy that he went to high school with actually introduced me to organized basketball, mm. which is Cameron Tyler. They call him Killer Cam or whatever. So um, he played for the Panthers with my coach, Rodestos, and we also played... We went to 15 together, and we also played in a little schoolyard or whatever. So one day, he's like, yo, um, I play for this team. We don't got no big guys. Why don't you come play? I ain't playing no ball or whatever. So um, 
kept asking me every day, every day. And he's like, yo, I told my coach. He said, yo, you can come. So I'm going to go see what this shit is about. So I went over there. I played at uh, Our Lady of Lords. It was my first game ever. So lost. Like, I never played organized basketball in my life. Just the park stuff. Mm. So, you know, after that, the rest was history. And then you just got better, and then subsequently you ended up getting a scholarship at Rice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was free ride. Just come go to school and play. Mm. And how enjoyable was that experience, being in the Catholic League or on the thick of it? Actually, I, it's kind of the same thing with the refing. Like, when you're in the Catholic school, it's like everything is different. Like, when you're in Catholic school, they make sure they stay on you, make sure you're doing your work, mm. make sure you're coming to school, mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff like that. But when you're in public school, it's kind of like, here you go. Because I experienced both. Because I didn't finish at Rice. So it's just like, Catholic school is like, this is what you need to do to do this. You got your uniform on with your shirt and your tie. You look a certain way. And then you have, like I said, the public school. Where it's just like, you know, come as you are. Hopefully you go to class. No one's looking after you. Right. You know. And my experience in Catholic school is like, it's, it's like reverse peer pressure. It's like we're all wearing a uniform, and if you don't participate or you don't play ball, like something's wrong with you. If you ain't doing well in school or something like that. Well, yes, <laughs> actually, yes, because all my it's like I went to all boys school, so mm. you gotta you get that that notion like if you're not doing well in an all boys school, like. What's wrong with you, bro? Like, how are you not succeeding here? There's no distraction. There's There's no distraction. uh, There shouldn't be any distractions. There shouldn't be. But like I said, I never really had a problem. Like, even when I was in public school, graduated, um, I never had a problem going to school. I was never one of those, like, knucklehead kind of kids anyway. Mm. So, you know, by the time I went to public school so late that I already had a certain something instilled in me that I was just like, let me just get this shit done. Mm. Go ahead and just do this. You know what I discovered about you? And I just, I think I just recently discovered this about you. You're like me, where like, if we were both at a school setting, we would do enough and like kind of get reprimanded, but we wouldn't get in trouble. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, go, go, go all the way and go, like, all right, yeah, that don't work. I'm I'm a chill. But, but, but then somebody would be wild and then they would get in trouble, even though they're really not the troublemaker. Cause I'm. That's just yeah, and we'd be like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I, it, 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 you just remind me, like, out of any ref, I think you're the only one that reminds me of me in that regard. Yeah, <laughs> you're I the great. That. I can see that. Um, so what was your relationship with officials when you were a basketball player? Yo, it's like the weirdest thing. Like, honestly, I don't remember any ref ever that ref my game. It's like the weirdest thing ever. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm like. You know, you got the all the older OGs like Heather Brown mm. and Antonio Brimmer, which is actually the PSL signer. And, you know, they've been rapping for like 25, 30 years. So mm-hmm. I know I've had them before, but I never, I never really like remember, like, I remember you my game in high school. Or right, I remember right, right. my game in the park. You don't remember none of that. I, honestly, I don't, which is the <laughs> weirdest thing ever. Like, when I play ball, I just focus in on the game and. You know, I've never really been a ref abuser. You know, I'm pretty sure some people now might probably say otherwise. But, mm. you know, for the most part, you know, not, not saying that people hold grudges, but I'm sure that if you have a kid that you're, like, let's say, for instance, you're trying to break into the ref game and you played summer ball with your street ball 
And if you're one of those guys that's like constantly disrespectful to the refs, I'm sure that these OGs that like basically are like the gatekeepers, that they can pause what you're trying to do here. Mm. I'm sure of it. So, you know, I never had a problem. I was always welcome. Even when I, because I have a men's pro team that play in the circuit. Even then, I've never been a disrespectful guy ever. Right. Like I said, you, you do enough for you to get away with it and you slide. Yeah. You slide after. So, really briefly, I wanted to go back. What was your college experience like? Where did you play? Well, that's the thing. Um, my, my last year of high school, I had broke my foot. I had got a scholarship to Siena. Um... That's D1. And I had broke my foot that summer going into school. And at the same time, which is just like, you know, how they say, like, when it rains, it pours. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my first child. I was pregnant. So my child's a mother. And um, I just stopped playing and just, I just said, forget that. I got a job. But like I said, once again, a lot of these guys out here and... How can I say? I don't want to be, like, disrespectful. They have, like, these weird, like, hoop dreams to where it's, like, they feel like, oh, I'm going to play pro, I'm going to go to college. You never had that? Pay. No. Like, I, I, I guess well, I, I'm kind of, like, living my hoop dreams through my referee now, man. Mm. As I get older, I start to realize that. Because I literally just quit basketball. Like, quit. Like, never went to junior college. Never went. I never had the urge. I quit literally for, like, six years. Well, it sounds like you kind of just fell into it. So, like, if you lost it, you didn't really feel as though you wanted it anyway. Maybe that's why? I, I could possibly say that. I knew I wasn't going to the NBA. And back then, when I was growing up in high school, like, that, nobody really knew about overseas. It was mm. like NBA, college NBA or nothing. Right. So, it was like, once I had my, my son... I'm like, let me just get a job. Like, this is not going to work out well for me with no source of income. Mm. So I just started to do that. Well, let's fast forward to uh, more recent times. Um, how did you even get into officiating? What what got you to bug? Um, well, there's a couple reasons. Well, um, a lot of people know my boy that I do the pro pro and stuff with. And he was down the right. Um, one day he was like, yo, let's... Um, so I took this ref class up at the YMCA with Cedric Du. That was like the first referee class I was ever introduced to. So it was Saturday mornings from, I want to say, 11.30. It was three hours. So like 11.30 to like 3 or something like that at the YMCA. It was a free class. What year was this? So I 14. I was a class of 14 in, so maybe 2012. So, free class, didn't pay nothing, just show up. So, we doing these classes every day or whatever. So, um, like I said, Cedric Du was a teacher or whatever. I'm pretty sure a lot of the referees know who that is because he's one of the, I guess you could say, gatekeepers of this whole situation that's going on with the referees. So, I'm going to the class, doing well and everything. So, he tells me, he goes, listen, out of everybody in this class, for some reason, I feel like you have the most potential. Your mechanics is up and everything. But he goes, he says, you know what? You're a young black brother. I want to tell you something. I don't want to offend you. So I go, you know, what's up? He goes, you could be a great official, but you got to get that weight down. At that time, I was like 314. Mm. So he goes, yo, listen, you're never going to be as successful as you can. Yeah, even now, I still struggle with weight, but... He says, you're never going to be as successful as you can 
with the weight. It's a persona when you ref. Like, it's a look they want you to have. And that's what, basically, like, high school, they're kind of like, ah, if you can ref, go ref. But when you try to move up to, like, high school, I mean, uh, college and higher levels, you got to look a certain way. When you look on TV, you never really, unless the refs are, like, probably been doing it for the last 25 years, you never really see an out-of-shape ref. Ever. Like, on TV. Well, how did that make you feel when he gave you that bit of advice? Um, like, were you surprised that he was saying you can go far? And then at the same time was like, well, you gotta you gotta look a certain way. I wasn't I was a little taken back because I just started. I'm like, damn, bro, like let me let me live. Like I just started. <laughs> like I haven't passed a test yet. So he's like, you know, but I, I you know I I took it and I I listened and you know I got my weight down a bit. I lost about maybe a hundred, but you know still heavy. I like how you said nonchalantly. Yeah, I just lost a hundred. Well, you know, that's how Because it's not where I want to be. So right. it's like, all right, you. cool, I still need to lose another 40, maybe. Right. Or whatever. So, mm. you know. Do you remember your first experience refing a basketball game? Actually, yes, I do. I'll never forget it, actually. So, um, it's a guy by the name of Joe LeGram. Um, so he's, he, this is fast forward to like right when I, now, after that, I took off like maybe a year. I didn't really, like at that point, I you were, you really were BSing it. You were just like, yeah, hey, 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 like, this is cool maybe, for, for some side Jordan money. Maybe this is for me. Right. Maybe it's not for me. Right. Or whatever. So fast forward a year. So now I'm with Joe LeGrand, John Colson, and those guys. So Joe goes, you really want to ref? Meet me at PS80 at 3 o'clock. It was like a church league that he did there every, um, every day. I want to say it was volunteer. Like he volunteered his services there. So he said, goes. So... I go to the PS80, and it's me. Oh, I come there with, like, I want to say, like, gray sweatpants and a ref shirt. So, first, I got yelled at for that. He said, yo, what is that? Who told you to wear that? I said, I'm a ref. Like, what's up? He said, no, no, no. It's black socks, black sneakers, shorts that are black, and your referee shirt. So, he let me ref the game. So, he goes, listen, I'm going to sit over here. I want to see you ref. So I'm reffing these games. It's like, like high school kids, but it's like, it was like church stuff. Like they, like they're praying at halftime, like Christian. So I'm ref, I'm reffing the game, and I'm literally trying to sprint from based on the baseline and call everything I see. And I see him over there at the corner of my eye, like dying laughing. So during the um, like one of the breaks, I go, Yo, Joe, what's so funny? He go. If you're running baseline to baseline, how could you possibly focus in on plays? And I didn't understand what he meant. So he goes, yo, you sit here and watch me. So he going from basically foul line to foul line, staying on coach's side. And he said, you see what I'm doing? He said, you got to let the kids run past you. You can't beat the kids down court because mm. you'll never make it. You're never, you're never going to make it. You still had kind of a player's mentality. Yeah, well, I just figure... You know, like, like the perception that I'm working hard. Mm. Like, I'm, that's why I'm just running, literally, basically. It's quite small, <laughs> but I'm trying to beat the kids down the court or whatever. Mm. So that was like my first reference here. He was like, "Nah, that's not how, how we, how you do it." Mm. Like, I, but that, like I said, it was a one man. Usually refs are like two or three. Oh, but you know, that was like my first ref experience. So I was like, 
right. And then, you know, he actually ended up doing the second half with me and then teaching me my little, you know, stuff like that. So when did you start segueing that to something serious, serious? When did you start taking it super serious? Um, I started taking it super serious once I got certified with Bull 119. So, um, like I said, a lot of people don't like to go to school. No one likes to read books, I guess. So, uh, Ernie is the 119 board interpreter. So the first day of classes, uh, we go and we doing the class, and he goes, um, like we had the first class, and you know they talking all this A one B one and over the rim and backcourt. So you know, not knowing anything, just thinking that you're some elite basketball player, you think you know everything, right? So. He's sitting there, he's telling me, he's saying all this stuff in the class, and I'm just sitting there, listening, and then he goes, at the end of the, at the end of the class, he goes, you know, if anyone wants their money back, today will be the day to do it, because after today, there's no refunds. So, after the thing, I mean, after the class, I go up to him, and I go, listen, not going to work for me. He goes, Why? A1, B1, blah, blah. You know, and on top of you going to school, you still have your own life. You have your mm. own job. You have kids doing everything. I ain't trying to study. Right. So he goes to me. He said, listen, do three classes. He said, I never made this exception for anyone. You do three classes, and if you feel like you still don't get it, I will give you a refund. But just try. So I go. Sign from God. So I go. All right, Cool. Second class, still a little cloudy. But for some reason, like that third class, I actually applied myself and tried. And, like, I was really getting that shit. Like, like really getting it. Like, wow, like, you know, you just got to, you know, break stuff down or whatever. I actually scored the second highest in my class on the test. And I'm not a book person. Like, not saying I'm not smart, but I'm not a book person. Right. So it's just like. And I guess maybe because I, I I was really into that, like so, I'm coming home on my lunch lunch break at job at the job, you know I'm in my book. I got Look at the, you. Um, yeah, <laughs> I got, I had got this little app. Actually, you know people listening as Rev, I think anyone everyone should get it. It's called um, what's it called? Ref's Corner on the Ayeba website. Mm-hmm. It's like these little tests that you could just give yourself, and it gives you the answer at the end of the question. And it gives you the answer with the rule, the number, and they had something called like the rule box when I was thinking. Rule box, that's what it is. That's what it's called. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it's called the rule box. Yeah, it's like seven dollars. So I I still have that. It's only Federation rules, though. Well, you know, you're talking about high school stuff, so (laughs) you know. But you know, it helped. And then, you know, once I got certified, and you know, was something that you was probably gonna quit on. And you actually ended up making it and actually being at the top of your class mm. in it, then you start, wait a minute, this is something that I might want to continue to do. Mm. So at that time, I passed the test, you know, I'm losing the weight, and everything just took off from there, really. I think what's crazy is that basketball kind of has always structured you, you know, give you mm-hmm. opportunities that you've never had before. Um, and the fact that Ernie gave you the claw talk and was like, yo, this might be for you. You mm-hmm. might not see it for yourself. So, shout out to Ernie on that. Um, you dis- you uh, mentioned him. You also mentioned John Colson and a couple of others. Uh, discuss any more of your mentors, who they are, what they've done for your career, and how do you think it's helped you 
and shape the way you help people after, like, you know, like your cousin Cordell. You, like, what this referee thing is, aside from the, like, money that you could make, it's so much work out here for everybody. Mm. You know, you never really want to keep something like that to yourself. Right. You know, so what I try to do is, is basically if I have something that, you, you know, you have to be willing to want to learn mm -hmm. and be out there. So same thing, like you said, you mentioned my cousin Cordell. Cordell Davis, and you know, he's on his way up. He's just having a hard time because he works in the city, so he can't really get to Queens as much as he likes. Which is a good problem. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, you know, he's certified, he got his paperwork, you know, he, he's moving. Like, I, I don't have to hold his hand no more. He's doing his own thing. Right. You know, he's in there with the um, CYO and Rob, he loves him, and you know, but um, I had like a lot of mentors, like even John Coulson, like that's my guy. Like a lot of people, you know, Say this and say that about him, but you know you can't talk bad about that man in front of me. Because mm -hmm. regardless of the fact, with John Coulson, he gives you a shot. He'll always give you a shot. He'll put you out there. Like most people don't really like to, like say you're new. No one really likes to give. It's just like a weird thing. Like no one wants to give a guy a new game, give a new guy games because they're afraid they're gonna mess him up. Mm. But. Everybody was new at some point. Yep. Everybody was new. Yep. Regardless of whatever you're doing, everyone was new at some point. So, you know, um, it's a couple of people that, um, like, who, um, like I said, like, even with Heather, like, for some reason, like, Heather Brown, she's like a ref that's been refing for like 30-something years, and she's a woman, and she's like one of my mentors, like, when I have rough games and stuff, I go and, you know, I have called her and got her intake on certain things. Um, who else? Um, there's a lot of people. Like, 119 was doing um, the, the mentorship program um, last year. So, basically, like, all the all the vets was like helping out the new guys. So mm. I was actually paired with uh Randall Amy. And like That's one of my mentors. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, like you know how when people really do and this stuff is free. No one's getting paid for it. Yeah. Like he will always say, Yo, send me your games, this and that. So I'm sending him my games and then it's like, where? Like I did a game at Richmond Hill and he was there. Like, yo, I'm here. Come in the locker room. He helped me out with a lot of things. And it's just like, like it's free. Like no one really does anything anymore for free. No, but and like you said, everyone knows what it was like to start. And you know, I I know that I, I'm so used to taking L's in the beginning that it's like, yo, Hove did that, so hopefully you won't have to go through that. Yeah, it worked. So um, it's just a lot of like you know people, people. You know, I'm just like. I'm a people person anyway, so like I'm not the like the kind of guy to be like turn my back on like a new guy like, like that. If you need help and you you know you want, I'm not saying I'm like the rule book, but I can point people in the right direction on do this, yeah. do that, or whatever. So definitely know. a generous guy, man. I, I think I've turned you down like 18 times. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> but you know you got your own lane, so you're moving, you're doing your different stuff. Now everyone has the availability, like, 
what I'm saying? But I'm still gonna not still gonna ask, still gonna mm. try make connections with different people. Like today, like we ran into each other at like the weirdest spot, like in the Jewish League in in Five Towns. Like <laughs> it's just the weirdest thing. Like, but I'm not you know? surprised because I, I always run into you. I, oh, I literally always run into you. Yeah, I'm around, man. I'm around. I'm around. <laughs> and I'm around as well. Um, are you gonna go to any camps this summer? This summer, no. I didn't go to any camps because one, I don't want to waste my money because I'm not in the shape I want to be. So and you want you want to get down what forty pounds? I ain't that forty pounds. Like, you know what these things is like. Obviously, your your talent is gonna shine through everything, but at the same time, again, they want a certain look. Mm. So why would I go out there and spend five hundred dollars for them to go? Oh, you ref very well. I love the, but you know you gotta lose forty pounds. Mm. Why waste my money? I'm gonna go to a couple of instructionals. I'm gonna go to um. Next step. Oh, that's still a camp, but that's instructional there. And um, obviously the Catholic school one. And oh, the, wanna, the Celestio uh, family? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be in the family affair. The family affair. And um, I'll probably do one more instructional. Where there's, you know, it's not like college or anything like that. You're proactive in losing weight right now? Absolutely. Yeah, Always. you are. Yeah, I mean, Always. you look slim to me. Oh, yeah, it's all black. I got it all black. <laughs> Make you look slimmer. Um. So, in terms of, um, what do you prefer in terms of uh, games? Do you prefer high school, college, adults, pro-am? Or you don't care? Because you're I like me. I, I'll do anything. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I like the different experiences. I just like to, I, I like, like a lot of people, of course when you're a lot of games a day, people feel like, oh, he's hustling for money. But at the same time, I, I like the integrity of the game. Like what you mentioned earlier, like the basketball has done so much for so many people. And it's like a lot of these guys are just out here trying to make money, which is fine because they tell you that before. Like at the end of the day, there is something you're going to profit off. But I'm not only in it for the money. Like I literally work a nine to five. And, you know, when you're able to teach kids and, you know, leave your mark on a child for, you know, through basketball. You know, like, I have kids, like, I don't know from, like, anywhere, ever. They come up to me, yo, ref, you ref my game, blah, blah. And, you know, you play the game. Oh, what's up? Yeah, how you doing? How's school? Don't know this kid from anywhere. Like, literally nowhere. And, like, that's a good feeling. Like, I'm with my kids, and these other kids are running up to me saying, oh, ref. You know, not saying, like, oh, he's an asshole or whatever, whatever. Like, they are literally happy to see me, hmm. which is dope. Like, in my, and, you know, the way I look at it, that's, that's a dope thing. For sure. That's a really dope thing. For sure. So, would you ever consider officiating another sport? And if it, if so, what sport do you think it would be? Actually, um, baseball, I was looking into volleyball. And actually, I'm going to take the girls' class this year. Cool. In Good. September. So, um, I'm just waiting for the, the, the confirm for the dates for me to go do the um, girls. So yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever told you this. You know I'm a women's official, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, we spoke yeah. at... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Up at... Uh, what was we at? Nazareth. Right. When we had the game together for yeah, the that was a good. That was a good, uh, that was a good bonding experience. Yeah. 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 Um, Nazareth and uh, Ohalos. So baseball, um, remember that? Remember I told you off here that I had to go all the way from Brooklyn to, to Oyster Bay mm-hmm. and St. Dom's? Yo, I took a line drive to the thigh. Ooh, I got a uh, black and blue. It looks like a Hurricane 5 category <laughs> uh, from the that, Doppler. You know, you know that. That only get worse. But you know what? I still love it. I still love it, man. It, it um, it's a good change of pace from mm-hmm. from basketball. So I would definitely suggest you do another sport. Only, 
so you don't get burnt out, man. Yeah. And, and it just it I just opens up your bag game. I mean, it's it, just even more more yeah. of options. Um, options are great, man. Yeah, you gotta have options. So, what do you think of the attributes that uh, took you to to where you are now? What do you think it took? Honestly, like I have a really like addictive personality, and what I mean by that is like whenever I start something, and that could be a good thing and a bad thing when mm. you have addictive personality. So. I just want to be great at all the stuff I do. Like, not just like not just good. I want to be great. Like, people would say, like, you know, I'm using my parentheses fingers. Like, I moved up too fast. You know, I don't think so. Like, I put work in. I've I've ref a lot of games, and people think that you ref a lot of games for money mm. or whatever. I never really ref for money. I ref for relationships. So, but you know, but that's. That's another whole nother deal. I refed so many games, being that like I'm going up to Westchester doing 20 games a weekend. I refed to see plays. You know, like when I first started, everything was so fast. Like, like before you can blow your whistle, the kids is back down court. But like once you kind of get a little seasoned, like it, everything kind of slows down now when you ref it. It's like this truly was super slow today. Oh, please. This is a, <laughs> you know, but those are men. So, you know, men are going to do what they're going to do anyway. But I'm right. talking about with kids, but it's just the plays like, you know, it's just everything slows down when you see so many plays. Like, mm. Kids and different styles with shooters and, you know, kids that post up, which you're probably going to not see for the next 20 years because everyone is Steph Curry. Right. But, you know, that's besides the point. But, you know, that's like what this ref thing is about, you know. And you want to be great at it. Like you don't want to just be good because people kind of, in a weird way, trust you with their kids, you know. And when you're refing, I tell people all the time because for some reason people think that I wake up not 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 me but every ref in the world. We wake up, go to work, and then we come ref an eight U game at eight o'clock at night, and I. We just want to cheat a 7U team out of a game. And it's like, miss, honestly, I don't care about this game. I just want to make sure these kids play the right way. And I want to make sure nobody get hurt. Other than that, I don't care who wins this game. I yeah, as, as if I was like, oh, I can't wait to screw uh, uh, Billy can't up. Wait. I don't like the color <laughs> of their jerseys. They're going to lose today. Hmm. Don't care, miss. Having said everything else, um, what do you think it's going to take to get to where you want to go? And ultimately, where do you want to go? Um, I think college would be nice. And and like I the same thing I've been doing. Just working hard, trying to move up the ranks, and of course the weight thing. And I gotta get some more sleeves, some more uh, arm sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get some more of those. Um, describe this the most thickiest situation that you have ever been experienced uh, in officiating. In officiating? My most actually I had one situation, I had JV, Jeff versus, it was a JV game, like my first year reference, Jeff versus um, South Shore. At South Shore? At South Shore, yes. They were, yeah, they wasn't in the small gym, so yeah, it was at, at, at South Shore. And these kids were like playing so rough. And again, this goes back to what I said before. The game was, like, so fast. Like, everything was just, like, you know, it was one of those games. It's like, like, this is what you in for. Like, 
this is this is it. Mm. But on like I said, it's not the varsity level, but it's so like fast. it's it's the kings of the JV level. Mm. So it's like just as good as the varsity, right? And like these kids are like bowing each other, and like you know when and when you knew and you just started, you don't really know how to take control of the game, and that's what kind of separates the like the regular new refs working up and the vets because when you start moving up everyone's play calling is pretty much the same but it's your game management so we had like me and my partner had like zero game management like these kids were throwing bows at each other and I'm not even acknowledging it I'm just like he's just like well oh, he, didn't, he didn't hit him so we good mm. so now it's like fourth quarter like two minutes left Jeff was up like four and the kid like takes his, like, he gets a rebound, and he had no reason to do it. He, 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 like, swings his arm. He barely missed the guy. And, like, that was just, they losing. That was just, like, set everything off. Like, the coach was just screaming, and then, you know, we had to tech the coach. And then the coach is, like, following us in, like, in the locker room. And, it, and, like, usually what I come to find out is whenever you think about a game, after a game, is usually something that you messed up on. Because, like, there's so many games I ref, and I just go home like, hey, yo, what's up, guys? I'm home. But, like, certain games you think about, you're like, damn, I could have did this better. They did that better. So that was one of the things that I made since I was a young. Well, I'm still young, and I'm still fresh, but, you know what I mean? That's one of the things I made to myself. I said, yo, I'll never have another fight in my game. Mm. Never have another fight in my game. When I see things getting a little too crazy, I'm going to control it and address it then. Because nine times out of ten, when you have fights in your game, because it's stuff that you missed, little chippy things and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say, that game that we had in Nazareth, had we both been new and we didn't have that game management skill that we've accrued from our experience before, Absolutely, that's one of those That could have definitely got chippy, but we it's were both like, yeah, that's not happening on yeah, our Yeah, no, we're not doing that. We're going to relax. Yeah. We're going to play this game, and we're not going to have that. If you don't... You want to fight, you're in the wrong sport. I do MMA, wrestling. You just be out of here. No problem. What's uh, what's your best experience officiating thus far in your early career? My best experience. Actually, my best experience was reffing at the Barclays. I had, um, uh, what's the kid? Uh, Lawrence Woodman Academy versus... Oh, the, the, the kid that's going to uh, Louisville? Yes. And Jaden, I feel it's not, no, Stacy or Jaden McDaniels. Or whatever. He's like the number one, like, shooting guard in the nation or something like that. But that was a really good experience. The bright lights. And actually, it was me, Skylar, and my other boy, John, who actually was on the game. John John Ager. Yes. John John Ager. We was all on the game together at the Barclays. So that was probably one of the highlights. Family was there. My mom, everybody came to watch me. That's cool, man. And, um... You know, I, I thank you for your friendship, and, you know, I'll just tell you that you convinced me. You were one of the first people to convince me. Maybe I should think about PSAL so I could get that elite I'm game management. You, yeah. And, uh, you know, I took the steps. I, I, met, I met Brimmer, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I got my fingerprints, so I'm all ready to go. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing battles on Double A and also Double A in the Catholic League and moving forward together with you, man. Yeah. You have any final words before we part ways? No. I, I, um, well, well, for one, I think this is what you're doing is great. Like, you give, like, people feel like when you ref, well, I kind of feel that way, too. You should be more just seen and not, 
not heard really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you're giving the refs a voice, which is great. Um, because you know everyone thinks that we're machines. We don't have feelings, right? And- Especially like me and you, man. I mean, like I'm I'm a clown. I like to yeah, I like, like to just joke around. That I like to all the I like time. To, I like to I like to have fun, man. And and to me, it's like it, it's sad that you know sometimes we go into those games where we have a long day of work, and then we remember we have those eight U games, and mm-hmm. it's like I'm not trying to screw you. Yeah, like, like why why, why, did, why you already yeah. treat me like I'm a cop? I'm not a cop. Yeah. What, you, what your son did it was illegal, and that's it. It's just illegal, and that's it. We keep man, it moving. We keep it moving. So I don't kill one of these games. Yeah, man. Anything yeah. else you got? Um, no, that was it, man. Just continue to do what you're doing, man. Man, I appreciate that that you that you feel that way. I remember I told you early on you were like, you know, I didn't know how this was going to be received. I didn't know it was going to explode like this, but I'm gonna definitely do it. I feel like it's my mission now. That's dope, man. Like I said, man. Anything you need to help or whatever, just let me know. Yeah, right. man. You know? For Desmond Frazier, this is Ralph the Ref. This is The Ramp, signing out. Peace.